Listen, you probably don't have time to listen to a ton of podcasts or read through dozens of websites or articles because, hey, your interview is probably coming up soon, right? Check out Equipped Essentials, the all-in-one, easy-to-follow digital book that provides you with every tip, framework, and suggestion all in one place. You'll walk away with the nuts and bolts, essentially, that you need. Plus, as a bonus, you'll get a two-page interview prep worksheet, making your prep painless and foolproof. Just follow the steps right on there. Head on over to equippedinterview.com forward slash books and put all the guesswork behind you. Get your copy of Equipped Essentials today. Equippedinterview.com forward slash books. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Equipped Interview Podcast. After 15 years of being interviewed and interviewing others, I'm here to build your confidence, help you stand out, and get that dream job. I'm your host, Joshua Tinky, and this is Episode 2. In today's episode, we'll focus on five reasons why you should always be preparing for an interview, like right now, even if you don't have one scheduled yet. No matter what stage of your job or career you're in, you should always be doing something to get ready. You never know when you're going to get an interview, so you have to be ready. Or, I mean, think, think about it. A couple quick teasers here. You should always be ready. I mean, think about you. You might suddenly leave a job. You might get laid off. Or a recruiter reaches out unexpectedly for the job you're really interested in. Whatever it is, you always need to be ready. Today, I'm going to focus on five reasons why, diving deeper there, and then two steps you can take now to get started to make it easy. But first, a brief interruption. Today's podcast is brought to you by my free resource, the Interview Prep Quick Start Guide. Do you need to kickstart your interview prep or maybe just not sure where to start? Check out this easy-to-follow worksheet that walks you through the foundational but most critical steps to get yourself ready for an interview. You'll walk away with a clear picture of how ready you are and what steps to take next to be fully prepared. Just head on over to equippedinterview.com forward slash start and download your free guide, the Interview Prep Quick Start Guide. Again, equippedinterview.com forward slash start. So to kick things off here, these five reasons why you should always be preparing for an interview, do me a favor. First, close your eyes, or if you're driving or running, don't do that. But think about the last time you started preparing for a job interview. When was it? When did you start the actual interview prep? Let's say you got the invite. Did you start the day you got the invite? The next day? Maybe the night before the interview? A couple weeks later? A couple days later? If you answered anywhere between getting that invitation and the night before the interview... That makes you normal, puts you in the majority. Granted, if you answered differently, great, keep it up, prepare early. Um, I still think this will benefit you. There are a lot of different ways and reasons to do this, but most people prepare for an interview once they know they already have the interview. Again, that's normal, but I don't want you to be normal. Normal is anxious, it's nervous, reactive. Normal is unsure of yourself and stressed out heading into the interview. So I want you to be weird. I want you to stand out from the normal, quotes there, quote unquote normal, job candidates. That's what today's episode is all about, changing your approach. Before we get into the five reasons you should always be preparing, I want to paint a quick picture for you here with an example from TV, something I want you to think through. I don't want you to make future you do all the hard work. So here's what I mean by that. Some of you might remember the the old TV show, How I Met Your Mother, the comedy where two of the main characters, Ted and Marshall, their roommates, they know they need to make a decision about who gets the who gets to keep the apartment when one of them, Marshall, he's going to get married soon. So they're playing video games 
And here's how their exchange goes. They're kind of just staring at the TV, playing their video games, not really looking at each other, just having a kind of a distracted conversation. So Marshall, the one getting married, says, so uh, when, when Lily and I get married, who's going to get the apartment? Ted says, hmm, that's a tough one. You know who I think can handle a problem like that? Marshall goes, who? Ted says, future Ted and future Marshall. Marshall smiles and says, totally. Let's let those guys handle it. So when the time comes, of course, they realize they hadn't made a good decision by making a future Ted and future Marshall handle those decisions. And they're stuck with a quick decision leads to fights and stuff. That's funny on TV. It's not so funny when it happens to you in real life. Don't let this be you. Prepare early. Prepare often. Future you will thank you. Okay, so let's dive into the five reasons you should always be preparing for an interview. Reason number one, we choose to change jobs frequently. Think about that. When the, uh, you're probably looking for an interview or a new job right now. You might have an interview coming up. You might not. You might have changed jobs recently. You might not have. But statistically, we as employees frequently look for new jobs. I looked up actually some of the stats on this. And the, uh, the most recent report I got was the 2018 employee tenure report from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. I know half you fell asleep hearing that, but stay with me here. Employees change jobs on average about every 4.2 years. In addition, you're actually much more likely to change jobs more often earlier in your career and less often later in your career. So think about yourself. When's the last time you changed a job? What stage of your career are you in? If you're you're in the first half of your career, you're actually likely to change jobs more often than those 4.2 years. But regardless, based on that math, you start to do a quick calculation here, just as you really get going in a new role, really start firing in all cylinders, you may have to start prepping for another interview. Reason number two, you might find a new job that you like, you might be asked to be an applicant or candidate for another job, or you might even find yourself in a situation where you're asked to leave your job. You might get laid off, a situation where you're looking for a job and you didn't even expect it. Maybe an exciting opportunity comes up where you want to apply. Maybe it's your choice, right? Uh, Maybe you'll be asked to apply for a specific role or in your certain job, a new industry, or even an internship, something where you need to get ready. Maybe you actually need to apply based on a change in circumstances that I mentioned earlier. Maybe you're laid off. Some of that's been going on with the COVID-19 situation. Maybe your organization, there's a reorganization and things force you to, even if you're staying at your organization, your same company or group that you're with, school if you're a teacher, there's a reason that you need to apply for a new role. So think about it from that perspective. Prepping for an interview is not going away. It's best to accept it and put a system in place to help you just more effectively and hopefully more easily equip yourself for your next interview. Another situation I alluded to earlier is maybe you have your resume and all your your profile online on LinkedIn or anywhere else and a recruiter reaches out to you. You weren't really planning on talking on with anyone on a phone interview or an in-person interview, video interview these days, um, but it, it came up and now it's your it's your decision to whether you take the interview or not and if you really want it you want to be ready you don't want to go into that nervous and you wish you would have you know previous you is looking at future you and saying man i wish we would have uh, prepared a little bit better so you don't want that to be you reason number three it is way more effective to plan ahead and then cram the night before your interview i mean that seems pretty obvious right but i will say that since most of us are actually cramming, if you want to call it that, the day or two or three even before an interview, I still call that cramming because really you have every day 
that you're working in a certain job or maybe preparing for graduation from college or grad school or something, every day that you are in uh, your existing day-to-day life where you're, you're gaining new examples and stories and you have time to prep little by little, every day that you have that opportunity, um, it's wasted if you wait till the even week, a few days before the interview. So it is way more effective. It's not just, hey, we change jobs. It's not just you might be forced to change jobs even if you don't choose to. It's actually more effective to little by little have have an idea in your head and you remember them better. If you're little by little shaping the story that you want to tell when you get to an interview, it's not new information for your brain to remember. It's actually easier for your brain and your um, your muscle memory to be able to to share those credibly, confidently, and, and it boosts your um I'll go back to confidence. It boosts your confidence to be able to share those stories when you've already thought about them over and over again. And it's a lot easier too. Reason number four, and this one you might, it might be new to you or surprising or just a different angle on it, but it helps with your current job. So if you're prepping consistently, what does that usually look like? It usually looks like being aware, self-aware of what you're doing really well. Maybe some of your strengths, maybe what your development areas are or your weaknesses types of answers you're going to get in or questions you're going to get in interviews that you'll have to answer. It's You're also jotting down examples, things that you've done, mistakes that you've made, uh, processes that you have in place that uh, you could turn into an interview example or a story you want to tell in an interview. Well, guess what? That really helps you come either if your company does media reviews or year-end reviews, and hopefully they do. This is your chance to to gather all that information or have it already gathered so that you can make the best case for either a promotion at work if you're looking for jobs or a raise or just a really good year-end review so that you get put on the right projects the year-end or maybe your compensation is tied to it. Doing this work kills two birds with one stone. You already have all of the examples. You have it all tied together. It'll make your your job if you write a self-year-end review or you're trying to make a case to your, your manager, your boss around whatever it is you're trying to influence and persuade them to do, you've already have the work already done. So this, that's another area that this can really, even if you're not actively looking for a job, this is certainly a great way to to convince yourself if you need it, to be able to spend the time to put a system in place to regularly build out your story and your examples that hopefully you'll use in an interview. But even if you don't, there's an added bonus here that it could certainly help in your current job. Reason number five, it makes your life much easier. Much less stress is is involved in your life, and it actually saves you time, and it boosts and builds your confidence. Like I said before, if you're prepping ahead of time and you're always getting ready for the interview, a couple a couple different uh, stats I want to share with you again. Almost almost all ninety two percent of adults fear something about job interviews. That sounds obvious. Uh, I got that from the Globe Newswire online, but 92% of adults fear something about job interviews. Wouldn't it be nice to take, take away some of that stress if there, if you knew there was a way that you could do that? Similarly, there's a 73%, another study says 73% of job seekers are stressed. This is from Inc.com. The article goes on to say that, of course, the other 27% are likely the candidates getting all the second interviews. Well, that makes sense. Here's a quote, direct quote from the article. Quote, you see, when you were consumed by stress, it shows. You really, really want the job. So you spend the interview searching for the right words to express this. You are focusing all your energy on what you think the hiring manager wants to hear rather than telling the truth of your career experiences. End quote. 
I think that is such a telling example of those who do prep early and those who don't. Mindset one versus mindset two. And this is exactly what the last podcast episode was about. If you missed it or, or re- and it resonates with you, I highly recommend you go back to episode one, or if you did listen to it and it's a new angle on it, certainly go ahead and listen again if you need it. But as a quick refresher for those who haven't, most interviewers out there, everyone I coach and those I read about and those in the industry, most interviewers, probably the stressed 73%, they have the wrong mindset, the wrong approach to getting ready for interviews and what the purpose of an interview is. They go into interviews hoping to say the right things telling the hiring manager what they want to hear. Oh, I hope I get it right. I hope, I hope, I wonder what they're going to ask me and I hope I get it right. That's planning to be reactive. That is the wrong approach, point blank. Instead, here's what you need to do. You need to choose your story, choose your narrative, your skills, your experiences, your stories, your your strategy ahead of time, plan it out, think about the top skills you want to get across, why you're excited, hear the, the stories, the things I don't want to leave the room having said, then tell the interview what you plan to tell them regardless of what you're asked. I don't care what you get asked. Fit it. Fit it in. Weave it in. This strategy so greatly reduces stress that you will not only go in confident, but you'll feel better afterwards too. Then you'll know, you know what? If I don't get chosen for this job, it wasn't because I answered the, the questions incorrectly. I'm putting that in quotes. It's because I just, I'm just not what they're looking for. I know I didn't, I told the hiring manager, the interviewer, what I bring to the table. And it was all true. This is what I bring. These are my strengths. Here's what I'm looking for. And if they don't hire you, it means you they, you weren't the right one for the job. And that's okay. You don't have to feel bad about that or guilty. It significantly reduces stress. If you can go in knowing you said what you wanted to say, leave the interview, and then it's up to if the hiring manager feels that, you know, this is actually, this is what I'm looking for, or this is what I'm not. You did your part. And that's exactly what this whole reason number five of it reduces stress. That's what this is all about. If you feel prepared, you'll be more confident right? I mean, your stress will be significantly less. And statistically, you'll have a better chance for that second interview, as we just read in in some of those articles. So that's a huge benefit. I think that one of the biggest ones that that comes to mind, because I I hear the questions very frequently, I'm nervous about the interview, I don't know what to expect. I'm afraid of interviews going in, how can I not be afraid that this is the way to do it. This is the way to do it is to be consistently little by little preparing and getting ready for the interview. And it's a, it's a mindset shift too, just kind of how we talked about last week's episode. Um, but it is something that you can actively do and, and do well. So I'm going to get into that now. All right. Now, two steps you can take to set yourself up to always be preparing for that next interview. Here's how to get started and make it easy on yourself. Tip number one, I want you to keep a notebook near you at work, or wherever you are, school, every day. Keep a notebook near you at work or school every day. I don't care if this is a physical notebook, a digital notebook, an app you speak into your phone so as you're driving you can think of things, or if it's skywriting with an airplane. If you, That'd be pretty awesome if you have an airplane, though. But you need a way to capture great potential interview examples as you go, or write down your strengths as you think of them, or, hey, I have this process. This is something that I do every day write it down. It's very difficult, as we talked about before, to capture everything that you did and remember it when you're preparing for the interview the night before. Not only do you just not have the time to do it because it's very condensed, you're also stressed. You think your brain's going to let you think of all the really good examples and stories and have great strategic and cogent thoughts when you're two hours before you should be going to sleep to get ready for this interview. You're not going to be able to do it. So you need to do this 
little by little as time passes. So a couple quick examples to kind of inspire some, um, uh, give you some inspiration, I guess, here. Think, ask yourself this. Did, I, did you have a fight with a coworker, let's say? Great. How did you handle it? Write it down. Put it in your notebook. What uh, did you make amends? Did you did you go back to them? Like how did you how did you handle that relational situation that you can think through? Hey, how do I handle these situations? How can I tell people later what I do when I'm in, under stress? Or how do I mend peer relationships if I need to? And then maybe go ahead and send an apology card if it, you realize it was your fault. Did did you maybe have a tight, tight deadline that you squeaked out? Same. Great. Fantastic. Think about what led to the success and write it down. What's your process? Hey, here's what I do when I am under the gun. When I am stressed out, time, I'm pinched for time. Here's my process. Here's how I leverage support. Here is how I keep structured, keep a level head. Here's an example of it. And here's what I think I'll do next time if I'm ever in this situation. Write those types of things down so you don't forget. Those are all, I mean, those are very, very simplistic um, examples, but they're real. Like they happen every day or week. There's, there's situations that you can leverage for the future. Now, tip number two for this, this is just as important as the first one. They're very related. Choose a time each week to update that notebook. Again, don't care if it's digital, physical, doesn't matter to me. In a perfect world, we would all take notes or update our app the minute something great or terrible happens so that we can turn it into a terrific interview story or or situation or commentary, but we don't live in a perfect world, right? So instead, set a time aside in your calendar each week to purposefully, intentionally update your notebook. What gets scheduled gets accomplished. If you don't schedule this, it's not going to happen. There's no point in having that notebook or this great idea. Oh yeah, I should, I should always be preparing for an interview and put down my examples down if you don't schedule it. It's just, it's not going to happen. I, I know that for my myself, just about all of us, what doesn't get scheduled doesn't happen. So please schedule it, make it happen. That's the only way to make it, make it work for you going forward. I will say it takes time to get in the habit of always preparing for an interview. It will. It'll take you time. That's okay. Little by little is fine. Once you get there, you'll certainly be glad that you're there. That's something I just really want you to think about and not stress and beat yourself up if you don't do it perfectly. If it turns in every two weeks, fine. Guess what? Every two weeks is way better than never. So keep that in mind as you're putting whatever new system or process in place to help you with this. Now, one of, a lot of the questions I usually get when I give this suggestion to some of those I coach for interviews is, what's okay, that's, that's fine, but how do I organize this notebook? What should I put in it? So I'll give you a, a couple tips here. Think through uh, number one, I guess I can number these, but number one, think through what are the top three to five skills you use in your current job or the ones you think your next job, if you are looking for one, or you think you might be looking for one soon, what are they going to be looking for and interested in? What do you want to be able to demonstrate, even if you're not doing it now? Make a list, list those out. Top three, top five, somewhere in there. I wouldn't go too much longer than that because it'll water down a little bit, but when a situation comes up, just add a couple of bullet points. Keep track of it. Here's what I did. Here, remember, you know, something to jog your memory. You know, six months or a year from now, if you're using this information, something to jog your memory. The the such and such client or the you know so and so my peer, that situation. Here's what I did. Here's what I would do differently. Add just a couple. Make it easy on yourself, especially when you're first starting out. Number two, think about your day to day right now. What are the things that you do over and over again, like repeatedly, just day to day? What's 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 something that you consistently are, are doing? Do you have a process for it? 
For example, do you maybe regularly develop other people, either as a formal leader or an informal leader? Do you develop and deliver on project plans, maybe? Do you need to influence others consistently, sell, teach others? Maybe you have to effectively position something to make a sale. Great. Think through your typical daily, weekly, or or even annual, if you have it, processes. Take notice of what your process is and document it. I'll give one example because I use it a lot. I coach a lot of leaders going for leadership positions and things like that. If if you know your process to develop someone else is is four steps long, I usually do this and then this and then this. It may take a week. It may take six months with certain folks. But here's my general process of how I go about developing another individual from start to finish. And, and that way I know I can replicate it. Here's my process. Or even if you don't know what your process is, think about it. What is your pro? What do you usually do? And then jot it down. Why should you do this? There's a growing trend in interviews, shifting from more behavioral-based interviews to situational-based. So real quick, what does that mean? Um, the behavioral-based is, is ones you're probably most familiar with around, tell me about a time when, an example, or name an example. Tell me about a time when you did this, or when's a situation when this came up? What did you do? That's more behavioral. There's a, a shift in interviews these days, and <laughs> toward situational, such as going with my development example. Josh, what is your development process? How do you go about developing someone else? Walk me through it. There's a reason that that's being asked and there's a shift going that direction because there might be someone who, sure, I could tell you an example of someone I, I developed. I might not really realize how I did it or what worked. Could I replicate that in the future? Unknown. So there's a trend to ask you, okay, flat out, what is your process? I want to hear about it. Maybe give an example then too, but what's your process so that I can know you can replicate that in the future? All right. So bottom line, you need to be preparing while in your current job. That's it. End of sentence. Okay. Well, really not end of sentence because I'm going to keep talking, but you get what I'm saying here. You need to be preparing while in your current job, not just once you get an interview. You'll have more to share. You'll have more confidence. And you'll be way more likely to stand out once in the interview. Trust me, future you will thank you. That's all for today, but let's keep the conversation going. Check out equippedinterview.com. And if you like today's episode, please subscribe and rate the podcast in either Apple Podcasts or whatever player you're using. Remember, there is dignity in work. So set yourself up for success. Be intentional and build your confidence to stand out in your next job interview.